Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the House of Pride Show, live from San Francisco. This is your host, Tweeka Turner. We have quite a show for you today. We'll be calling Atlanta, Georgia shortly and speaking with the diva herself, Miss Kim Sims. She has a new project coming out. We can't wait to hear all about it. To set the tone, folks, we're listening now to Kim Sims' big hit from last year, Deep in the City. Enjoy. We'll be back with the one and only Kim Sims.
Kim. Hey, Tweeka. Hey. How are you? Kim, Kim Sims, um, folks. Uh, ah, I'm doing good. I am laying down. I had been uh, fighting a cold. I had one, and then I um, got rid of it. But you know how sometimes you feel like it's kind of lingering on? But but I'm good, honey. How are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry to get you out of bed for the House of Pride show. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no, baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> Listen, the House of Pride is going to go to bed with me, honey. Yes, that's how we're going to do that. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to hear your voice again, Kim. I want to introduce you to my partner in crime today, the one and only Miss Hollywood, Texas. Um, Holly, hey, Hollywood, Texas, how are you, Lord, girl? Good, how are you, love? <laughs> I was just shaking my shoulders to your jam over here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, folks lis- listening to us, Kim Sims was recently in the Bay Area. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you out here to San Francisco? Oh, well, I just came to do lunch with you, Tweeka. That was it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> thank you, Tweeka. Thank you for lunch. Um, the next one's on me. You treat it. I treat next time. Oh. You can come to Hollywood, Texas. Where did y'all go? Okay. I love to eat. Okay. <laughs> Don't play. Um, we went to cafe. Uh, where did we go? We went to Harvey's. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, in the yeah, Castro. It was good. Mm-hmm. A good time. But, um, and bougie and... um. Let's see, pumpkin spice and LP and Crystal and you and I think that was it and me. Um, But yeah, we had a great time. Um, But I was in the uh, Bay Area Tweeka to take pictures, you know, um, New Year, new pictures and LP wants to keep me, you know, fresh. So he, uh, he brought me in and had the wonderful Jose Guzman Colon. He's the uh, photographer as well as he styles me and then you of course you have Mark Jacques and I, I want to call him Jacques but I think it's Jacques Jacquee well anyway Mark Jacques, he knows who he yeah. is and so Jacquee. <laughs> Jacquee yeah. in the house and we know Jacquees. yes baby and he did he did the beat down on my face and when I tell you you saw that one picture I threw out there tweak I said uh, I yes that that's a very provocative yeah. picture Kim. was it lifted <laughs> Um, yes, honey. <laughs> I it, it was taped, uh, <laughs> but I want to say that yeah, you looked very glamorous. That that's a nice look. I think um, I'm really loving that first picture. I can't wait to see more. And uh, I know, and yeah, Tweeka. I know the other ones are so great, and I'm gonna we're gonna be throwing them out um, as we get closer to when we're gonna release this song. But I felt like that was just sort of a pow in your face to let everybody know she has arrived she ain't gone nowhere you know <laughs> show em. and um don't just tell okay em. showing up that's right showing up and showing out you uh-huh. know and i'm doing it for the gro- doing it for the grown and sexy okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know it's funny because i was a little nervous you know mm-hmm. i just was but my my friends and you know the gm crew and thomas and and Jose and Mark and I mean everybody, um, LP, they all convinced me that hey Kim, you can do it and people are gonna love it, so go for it. So I just went for it and there you have it. All right, and folks listening to us, this all um, circulates around the fact that uh, Kim and her team are planning to release a new EP for our uh, ears and delight, and yes. I guess uh, coming up yeah. sometime between. Uh, when would you say tentatively that will all be out out for market? Yeah, I want to say um, 
May, mid-May, June. I, I want to say mid-May, but okay. it could be June. You know, no, there's either a, or. He has a lot of projects. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be uh, late early summer, I would like to say. Um, and LP's got so many projects. He's got some other artists and everybody's in line, you know, yeah. to uh, to release. So I think I'm looking at more towards uh, close to summer. Awesome. And this is following on the heels of your top 10 Billboard Club hit, Turn yes. It Up. Yes. Yes. And I have, to, I have to thank you, Tweeka. You know, you were a part of the, the Turn Up crew and you took me to number six. And I'm proud and happy to say that. Thank you so much. What an honor. And um, it's so exciting to be a part of that team. Um, yeah. It was well organized. Uh, the, the talent, yeah. you, uh, on top yeah. of your game, sounding as fierce yeah. as ever. And the results Thank was you. a top 10 hit. Congratulations. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, let's have a little sample of Turn It Up. I, I'm going to actually, I never do this, but I couldn't find any other mix. So I'm going to play my mix. I usually don't. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> usually you don't I like to didn't have any put others. it in your face didn't that way all the time. All. <laughs> Hollywood's like well, reading me over so here. <laughs> uh, right all right, here we go. Turn It Up, the top 10 hit right. uh, Tweaker Turner remix. All right, Kim Sims. Kim Sims, top 10, folks. Available everywhere. Go ahead and check out all those remixes. Uh, there's quite a few remixers on the project. I, I, Some of our great friends, like uh, Paul Goodyear. And who else, Kim? Do you remember? Bushy and Pumpkin Spice. And um, what's, oh, God. Um, 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 oh, my God. Oh, I 
I can't think of the name of it. Well, Leo Frappier is on there. And, and, Leo, of course. Yes. But they, they, I think they're out of Texas. Um, oh, Disco. Dirty Disco. Disco? One, yes, they're yes. one of our sponsors here. Yes. We love Dirty Disco. <laughs> right. And Darren DeLuca, Scott Featherstone. Yeah, we have some good ones on there. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Please forgive me. Well, folks, um, there's quite a few mixes. I mean, I think it came out in one, uh, two or three installments uh, I've seen them I purchased a couple of those mixes because I couldn't wait for you guys to email me and I wanted to support oh. the team but there, go to iTunes or Amazon or wherever you go to get your music and check it out it's called Turn It Up by Kim Sims that was her last hit her last top 10 and they're cooking up something in the Kim Sims Kim kitchen right now for us it'll be coming out in June a new song and same team Tim right you, um, Kim you and um, and Thomas working it out yes yeah yeah, well, what we did was um, we got a track um, from Lenny Fontana, and we fell in love with this track. And so uh, Thomas wrote a uh, version to to the track, and I wrote a version to the track. And what we did was day before yesterday, I went out on Facebook Live, and I just kind of asked everybody to listen to it, listen to the Thomas version, it's it's being called. I think we're going to call it uh, for love or ready for love um, or love takeover. I can't I can't be sure. But anyway, so he they um, folks were really digging his, and so I think it's up to like uh, seventeen hundred likes. And then yesterday I put out the version that I did and asked everybody, you know, to just help us because what we want to do, Tweeka, mm -hmm. is we want. Well, the, we want the fans to be involved because if they like it, that means they're gonna go buy it. You know what I mean? And then we can get a, we can get back on that chart and, and do some do some stuff. So we thought if we did it that way, you know, we're trying to just keep things fresh and with the new look and and appealing, you know, through social media because you know that's the way to go. So hopefully we'll have a decision now. Lenny, as I said, it's his track and he will he'll be producing it. And I'll be going to New York to do that with him, hopefully sometime in late March. He's actually flying to the UK, but uh, he's a he's a bad, bad, bad boy. And so this track really hit hit me hard. So I'm looking forward to um, to releasing it, whether it be the Living Out Loud, which is my version. We're calling it LOL or the Thomas Arambula version. Um Love takeover or something like that. So we'll, yeah. we're going to keep our fingers Why crossed. Mm -hmm. Why not both, right? Why right, Hollywood? Both? We can have whatever we want. <laughs> the more the merrier. That's right. That's well, that's here. That's right. That's what Tom mm -hmm. All the versions. Mm -hmm. And folks, here's an yes. example of literally cooking it in the kitchen as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> They are working right, it out. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we got yeah. we we're getting some messages in real time here for you, Kim. Uh, oh, uh, oh, one of the legendary producers in Los Angeles, Rick uh, Genantis. Hello, Rick. He's saying to you, Kim. She's from Chicago. I love it, and I remember her from the days. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tell him I'm still 21, baby. <laughs> still 21. <laughs> well, he's listening. You hear that, Rick? <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> We love Rick. We um he he just uh he we're gonna he dropped a, a project called La La Peace Song and we're gonna talk to um Cynthia Manley a little bit later. Kim, uh she's she's one of your girls back in you know back in the eighties and nineties working it yes. out. Um, yes, that's great. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So everyone, the, the one and only Kim Sims, I can't believe we have you back on. It's so we're so lucky here. Uh, Wonderful, <laughs> Kim. Did you say we're um, also going to be able to look forward to some Bay Area based photography at, with the release of these singles? Yes, honey. Yeah. This is a San Francisco yeah. uh, collaboration again. Cannot well, part partly wait. so. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Jose Guzman Cologne, he he did all of the pictures. So oh, we're, we're going to do the video. Yeah, we'll do the video there too once we get to that point. But yeah, and he'll Jose will will probably uh, be doing that as well. We we'll get him to come back from um, Provincetown. I think that's where he's he's going back to but uh yeah i i can't see doing it with anyone else but he and mark i mean it's it, we just uh, we bonded you know what i mean like i told tweaker he's grandfathered in everything i do tweaker's gonna do a remix to it's just that's just the way it is <laughs> that is so nice <laughs> what a what a privilege thank you kim i can't yes. wait to turn it out you, for you guys yeah. again yes yeah and as long as you'll have me tweaker I'm, I'm i want you so there it is I can't wait. Can't wait to get into it. Um, let's listen to your uh, the the hit that most people know you from the classic uh, "Too Blind to See." Let's just uh, give people a reminder if they don't know it. Here it is. Okay. All right, all right, all right. We're dancing here, Kim. Both of us. Thank goodness you're too blind to see us right now. My goodness. I'll post it, honey, later. Don't worry. They're going to see it. Yeah, I hope you videoed that. I'd love to see that. I'll post that one. Yeah, we did. Um, too blind to see it. Your your number one hit. That was a hit here and in Europe as well, especially England. Is that right? It's been it. I mean, it brought me to you. I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing right now if it hadn't been for too blind to see it. Um, So that's one that I'll forever be grateful for. Um, Put me on the map. And, you know, wherever I am on that map, I'm happy to be. (laughs) I I have a question about too blind to see it, um, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Did you write that uh, talking intro part? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Because it sounds so sassy in you. You re- so yeah, that, so, it sounds like something I would do, right? Yeah. So <laughs> well, that's that's an example of an artist really interpreting a somebody's song. Well done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's you when the what? universe writes that, it for you. Let no let no man put us under. I don't know who did the um. She did that, honey. Let me tell you something. Whatever yeah. whoever that artist was that sang, let no man put us under. I think that's where it came uh, from. Can you? Can you, and I believe, mm-hmm. I believe they sued us, too. They sued the, the oh. record label. 
Oh, boy. Yes. Would you mind uh, treating us? Uh, could you emulate the attitude of that talking part and just try to do it for us? Would you mind? <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. All right. Ready, folks? Oh, right. okay. I'll try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you got me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Honey, let me tell you something. Yeah, that was cute, right? Yeah. Honey, yeah. let me tell you. No man in the world. All right, let's have a nice round of applause. <laughs> I love it. It's such an iconic uh, catchphrase. You know, it's like it's just. It is. It <laughs> is. And you know, Tweeka, I have to say that I wanted. I want to say this before we we get off. Um, I want to thank you and. Phil B. And I can't remember who was in the studio a couple of months back. You know, you guys have made me the resident girl, so I get to come on periodically. I love it. And you guys um, convinced me to come out of retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. I think it was Michael Cho from the Club Oasis. He's a resident DJ there. And um, uh, Jimmy Strano was probably here. He's another DJ. He used to do um, Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. Right. And Phil B. And and it was I truly, truly had made up my mind. I think you know that. And and I was just gonna, you know, sit back and just call it a day, you know. And you really truly uh, convinced me. And I just want to oh, thank I'm so you happy. all because it, yeah, it you're was the welcome. Best decision. Well, yeah, you know, Kim, you've got the pipes. You've got the God-given talent, and you know, you can, you only go around once in this world. You might as well, yes. you know. Sh- um, you if, so if you're up to it, yep. g- you know, give it to us. We're, uh, we're more than happy yeah. to receive, you know, the joy of music through the one and only Kim Sims. If you might well, as well I be really loud, that. right? That's what you're getting at. <laughs> what did you say? You might as well yes. be really loud if you can, right? <laughs> well, I wouldn't recommend it to <laughs> folks that don't know how to sing like myself. But if you have the, uh-huh. if you have the gift, shouldn't you like, you know, sh- share it around oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know you're, you're right and i think i you know I, I felt bad afterwards because it wasn't like i was trying to get people to beg me to stay it wasn't that <laughs> it truly was in my heart to just move on but then you know to recognize and realize i still have a voice and god is, is gifted me with that why would i just stop and you know you shouldn't put all that kind of stuff out in the universe because one day it won't be happening so why not do it now and thomas and lp and Kyle and all of you guys really uh, convinced me to just keep it moving. And uh, I said, as long as Thomas Arambula writes my songs, then I'm going to keep singing. And folks, that's a prelude to what's coming out in uh, May or June. It's a new yes. new EP, new uh, collaboration yes. between these two artists, and uh, yes. it's going to be fierce. We can't wait. Can't uh, wait to hear it. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep yes. everyone listening yes. to us today. We'll keep you guys updated on when the project's going to drop. Uh, Kim, it's been Please. such a pleasure spending some time with you. You go rest your your uh, body and vocals. Uh, get well. I thank you. I thank you. And it was great talking to you both. And I thank you so much. And I look forward to the new music coming out. And I lo- and I thank you for, you know, all of your support this week. And I look forward to that new remix on the new song. Awesome. We do, too. Well, we'll go out with your big hit from last year. I think this is Leo Frappier version of Turn It Up, oh, folks. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Bye-bye. Bye, uh, bye now. Bye. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the House of Pride show. That was the one and only Kim Sims. This is her hit from last year. Turn it up.
Pride Radio. I'm Tweeka Turner. I'm sitting here with my co-host today, the one and only Hollywood, Texas. How's it going? Hi, Tweeka. <laughs> Hi. Always happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love coming on the show. I love the radio. Thank you for being back. I was surprised to walk in the stud and see you bartending there. Tell Ta-da. me about that. <laughs> yes. What you, I, I thought you worked at Q Bar. I, for a while now, have worked at Q Bar. Up until recently, there was a change. Oh, and what kind of change? Um, well, a much needed change overall in my life that kind of affects all areas I found out. So employment was one of them. And did you just get tired of working at Q Bar? Um, no, I think it was a mutual relationship between me and Q Bar that had simply ended and there was nowhere else for me to go. And so gotcha. I literally had to find a new place to go. So And you found one. Yes, very much a good thing. And I'm um, very happy and proud to say I'm officially an employee of The Stud. Yay. I love The Stud. What a nice venue. Me too. And how's it working out for you? Fantastic. I couldn't feel better about it. Everybody there is wonderful and supportive and a queer little community that we all really cherish. So it's great to be a part of. Awesome, awesome. Uh, folks listening to us, the stud is such a um, stable institution here in San Francisco. Iconic, yeah. Iconic. About how many, 35 years in business? Yes, I think, I think at least. Something yeah. like 35 years, right? And it's located on Harrison. Yes. And uh, eight. Harrison and Ninth. Oh, and Ninth. Yes. Used Every, to be mm-hmm. on Folsom and 12th ish when it first opened, I believe. And then moved. Maybe like a decade after, I think. 
Maybe that's completely wrong information. So anyone who's planning to visit San Francisco, stop by the stud. Please come by the stud. We've got <laughs> crazy weird stuff and things going on all the damn time. I mean... And visit Hollywood, Texas. When What nights do you work? I'm constantly trying to be behind the bar as much as I can, so... Fight me for it. I'll see you there. What is what drink are you known for? Um, you know, I'm a good old fashioned classic margarita gal. Hollywood, uh, Texas is a big old margarita fan and we've got plenty of good tequila. She she makes you a stiff drink for you. Well, if you want it stiff, yeah. <laughs> It's negotiable. <laughs> yeah, we can negotiate the stiffness. Thank you for my long stem rose. You're very welcome. Ah, I love such a fresh bring, scent. Um, roses with me. Sometimes they find their way into my life, mm-hmm. so that I can bring them into others. Awesome. What else should we know about you, uh, Hollywood, Texas? Are you seeing anyone? I am seeing the universe right now. We're super <laughs> in love, Tweeka. I don't know if you've Is heard. Really, no, no. No arguments? <laughs> None at all. You know, I found that when I stopped arguing with the universe, my life uh, improved dramatically. Um, good to hear. <laughs> Thank <laughs> and, you. And you look fabulous. Speaking of the universe, so, uh, our next guest we're going to be speaking with is a international superstar. Ooh. Yes. She is uh, from Indonesia originally and has a... Uh, uh, huge following there and in um, most of asia as a matter of fact now she's breaking into the a lot of people yeah that's a lot of people a lot of people now breaking into the new usa uh scene music scene uh she has the number eight tune this week on billboard club moving up two notches from number 10 it's called what we remember what we remember say it five times fast <laughs> the one and only angon we're going to be listening uh interviewing her but right now we're going to just warm things up with her hit right now this is uh like i said in the top 10 on billboard club what we remember check it out
<laughs> Greetings from San Francisco. Where are you? I'm in Paris. I live in Paris. That's beautiful. You're in the city of lights. Ladies and gentlemen, can you get any better than that? <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Um, Anguan, we're, we're so excited about your, uh, your uh, billboard dance hit over here in the States. We love it. Yeah, thank you so much. How did that project come, come to be for you? You know, I just released my, my eighth album, which is called Eight. Yes. Um, and uh, we released it, uh, just released it at the, the end of last year. So it's only been a couple of months. And, and then it's, it's been doing really, really well in, uh, in Asia. And, uh, and, and then there was this idea of probably doing a remix. And so, of course, I said, yeah, why not? Because I've always, I'm, I'm always super open for all types of uh, i mean if i can hear the song in a different versions i'm i'm always uh, i always love that and then uh, and then the 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 citrusonic people uh, they 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 came out with with all these different remixes which i thought brilliant and then things just you know picked up from there and i actually am i'm i'm, I'm super I, I mean i i really didn't expect this kind of um, positive response and now that the song is climbing up it's number 10 now in the billboard dance chart so congratulations it's, it's crazy that's fabulous Thank you've you cracked so the much. top 10 on billboard club citrusonic we love them over there that's uh orlando over in los angeles he's yes yes he's excellent and the song folks we're talking about is uh, what we remember currently number 10 exactly. on billboard club well let's have a little sample let's play a little sample. I'm going to do the Dirty Disco remix. They're out of Houston. I love those guys. Uh, let's check. <laughs> let's check it out. Here we go. Sure. <laughs> You're listening to What We Remember by Anne Gone. And if you want to hear the rest of that song, go to iTunes right now and purchase and support your fabulous artists. Uh, that's a great vibe on that song. Um, and I'm sure all the remixes are hot. Yeah, I, and I absolutely love the Rafi Rosario uh, remix that he did and Juno Tricks as well and Love to Infinity. It's just... 
it's 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 so refreshing that um i i think you know i i, I really as an artist you just want uh, your song to live as long and uh, as healthy as possible. Uh, <laughs> you know the kind of uh, uh, the kind of life that you you want the song to grow. And and for me, a good song is um, you only know a good song when when you when you can hear it in a different way. It's it's like a woman's body. You know, I mean, oh. if, if the body is good, you mm-hmm. can actually wear tons of things, and it still looks fabulous. Well, it's something like well, that. you're fabulous. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you have been going strong for some time now. You're considered one of the biggest rock stars in Indonesia, Indonesia and uh, you're making waves now here in the States more than ever. Um, how is uh, what we remember doing in Europe right now? Is it resonating, resonating over there as well? We haven't actually done anything in Europe so far because um, we, we were concentrating on the Asian uh, market for now. But the, the album is is, is is available on, of course, on all digital platforms and uh, and streaming platform. But um, I will start to do that once I'm uh, I'm done with with Asia because you know I'm I'm one of the jury for Asia's Got Talent. Yes, uh, you know the Got Talent franchise, and 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 so it's it's uh, the 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 show is the biggest in Asia, and we've done some tremendous job, and and you know with with all that lights on the show, and 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 now the song and the and the album, so it's um it's a lot of things to work on, and I'm I still have tons of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, when they film the um talent show is it it's probably in post-production where do you guys film that we uh we shot we shot the show in um in singapore oh nice in yeah have you ever been no <laughs> tell us about it you <laughs> should it's so nice singapore it's like a small it's a micro country it's a city country oh. there's only about two million people it's super modern um it's it's uh it's it's quite high tech and at the same time it's very green it's the quality of life is crazy good and super secure as well and um i don't know it's just one of those places that you you go there you feel like you uh it's like I don't know. I'm I'm just going to throw like cities as references, like you know, or, or countries like Switzerland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's 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 just very. Um, it's it's so different than America, of course, but uh, it's 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 just the heart of Asia, kind of all concentrated. Where where all all ethnic city, um, all ethnics, all types of religions are celebrated, and people live in a full tolerance um, uh, atmosphere. It's wonderful. All right, you heard it here, folks. Book your tickets now to Singapore. (laughs) Uh, um, Or to Paris. Yeah, I'm well. I think that's a given. Everyone has that on their list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So what we remember, did they play it on Asia's Got Talent for you? 
Yeah, I I got to um, perform on the final show and uh, the song, and it was uh, it was awesome to actually be able to do that, and uh, and especially my fellow judges, they love the song. You know, one of the judges is um, David Foster. Oh, okay. And, wow. Yeah, and uh, so so he's uh, no, we did, it's 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 really a good platform. You know, knowing that it's just got talent. You, you know, it's it's being, it's actually being uh, broadcasted in more than twenty different countries. Was, you have yes. hundreds of millions. I was going to say million, hundreds of millions. Viewers. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh yeah. So it's, uh, it's what we remember is, is most likely charting in certain countries right now as well as the U.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. the The album is doing really well. What, I'm uh, very happy. What country do you find it's it's resonating the most right now? Um, it's uh, well, you know, it's it's Southeast Asia, like Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, and uh, Philippines. It's just, just all around Asia. And now we're we're trying to we're we're going to start to work on the um, uh, more t- you know towards the Hong Kong, China, Taiwan, and then if things doing really really well with with the song in America, then I might visit you guys sometime in the summer. Now that would be exciting for us, absolutely. Uh, you guys, are yeah. you planning a, a tour right now for the uh, areas you just mentioned? Uh, yes, and as well as many other things. But then you know, I uh, I have so much work. I obviously <laughs> can't do them all, and we have to you know uh, be very smart with the time managing. But yeah, it's um, it, we're 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 planning to do something around June uh, for North America. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, um, so when you your fans must come up to you all the time. When they do, what songs do you think they they love the most? Is there one that stands out? Um, you know, I um, I I did um, I had this first international record that is called Snow in the Sahara. That was uh, it was actually a long time ago, and 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 that record, the songs, you know, the Sahara was um, the highest, uh, the, the peak position was number sixteen on the Billboard charts. So, um, and and that song was actually that album was released in more than thirty different countries, and um, we we sold a lot of records, tons of records with that, with that with that album, and um, so that that is actually definitely the song that defines me but it was back in the days where world's music was so huge and um and uh, and so i got i got actually uh people actually know me through that song snow and the sarah it's like my national anthem now that I, <laughs> that oh, i nice. have to uh yeah always perform it in every every single concert i do well let's have of course let's have a little uh just a little snippet of snow in the sahara by angon yes here here goes
right, all right. You're listening to Snow on the Sahara by Angon. That is a beautiful song. Thank you. Wow, I can see why it, it's one of your most popular. Um, tell me about your memories of 1989 with uh, Mean Pete. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that, that was, uh, um, I was about 13, 15 or something. You started and, early. And yeah, I started at very young age. I did my first album at nine. But this is something quite common in Indonesia, in in Asia, where uh, you know music is 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 a very prominent, has a very prominent place in 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 our lives. So um, uh, being a singer is nothing really exceptional, you know. And especially for myself, because I come from a very artistic family, and um, so Mimpi was one of my hits that is actually uh, even now. Uh, a, a century after <laughs> that, that song is still very much. Uh, it's, it's still it's it's one of those you know everlasting songs that people from my generation, uh, the generation of my mother and my aunties or or, or, or the new generation of today, they, they still sing the song. It's it's crazy. It's one of those timeless songs. That's yeah. amazing to have that in your repertoire. That's that's a great... True. Yes. Yeah. I have been very blessed musically. Um, I, I love that we here in the States are, are getting to know you so much better uh, with um, this latest album entitled Eight. Um, yes. And we look forward to hearing the, uh, you know, the other songs that you're going to release more stuff yeah more stuff please yes (laughs) yeah i hope so because you know i've I've not done many things in the states because i have always concentrated my career in in europe and in asia because obviously i'm from indonesia so and uh but um i mean i've had uh the opportunity to do that with my first album uh the one with the snow in the sahara and in nothing in between so hopefully you know with this with this record uh we might be able to do something about it so i don't know we'll We'll see again (laughs) yes we'll see well keep me in the loop if you do uh start a tour here in the states and uh, (laughs) i want to thank you so much for giving us the time again i deeply apologize for that time discrepancy um no problem (laughs) oh thank you so folks uh we're going to go out now we're going to listen a little bit more of her um Van Gogh's current hit, what we remember now, a top 10 hit in the States on Billboard Club. Uh, Angon, thank you so much for your time. Uh, bless you, and we'll, we'll talk you. to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. You take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Back to House of Pride Radio. What did you think of that interview, Hollywood, Texas? 
that was very Amazing. informative, <laughs> and I feel so much wiser after listening to that. Just I mean, who would have think that we would actually be talking wisdom? An international star from Paris, from living in Paris, France, woman of mystery, you say? <laughs> oh, the siren went off. That was perfect. We're in the hood, folks. Here, live. Our radio station is in the mission. Shh, they're looking for us. This is Mutiny Radio. <laughs> oh, that's why you came in like incognito, yeah. trying to. You're hiding out. Okay, you're double duting. You're hiding from the the, the law and uh, also Johnny Law looking fierce in the interview. Uh, here at Mutiny Radio Station, House Pride Radio. That was an amazing interview. The show's been real, going real strong. We. Uh, a, a, Kim Sims, Angon, you, and we have one more diva. One more diva. Ooh, who could it Can be? you guess who that is? I have no idea. Literally, <laughs> how could I? Where would I even start? I don't know, but I will just tell you. Uh, she's from Los Angeles. Uh, oh, I know who it is. She started out here in San Francisco. Yeah, I definitely with know exactly. Boys who it is. Town Club. Mm-hmm. Boys, no, that's not right. It's Boys Town Gang from the late seventies, eighties. You know, San Francisco gay-based band. Wow. Yeah. Can I guess now? I think I know exactly who Okay. <laughs> who Could is it? Could it possibly be Cynthia Manley? It is the one oh and only God. Cynthia Manley. We're going to be calling her up uh, because she's involved in a new project called La La uh, Peace Song uh, produced by Rick. We Remember we mentioned Rick before. He's in LA. He's a producer. This is his project. And he there's a bunch of singers from his um, house. Uh, on it and wow. Cynthia is one of them so let's listen we we did a little special a couple of weeks back but we're going to listen to it again uh, this song folks uh, go out and, and download mind. it because proceeds go directly to helping uh, the the needing okay oh yeah all of them here we are spreading peace and love with La La Peace Song
I'm either driving or busy, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Have a good My cell doesn't sound so great. I'd rather be on my landline. But you sound perfectly fine, doesn't he? We can hear you. You okay. sound super clear. All right, I'm going to turn off the playback because it's a delay on me. So good idea. I will. Yeah. I've been enjoying the show so far. I loved Kim. That's why I called you because you're like our biggest fan today. Thank you. Woo! Thanks, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love that uh, that last mix you played that leo's mix uh yes leo a, another song of her yeah mm-hmm. that Turn it was up. really smoking yeah awesome well let's recap um um who you are and what your what your involvement with la la peace song if you don't mind uh well uh i'm rick Giannatis, uh, veteran producer of vocalists who do not need auto-tune to be recorded and that's my specialty. I work with people that are really solid on their vocals. And uh, in this case, I had this vision after seeing some violence happening in uh, uh, various places, and I, it kind of gave me a deja vu to when I was a child, and Martin Luther King was killed, and the riots that ensued, and it was happening in various cities. Initially, it was the police violence that and then it led to 
all kinds of violence with ISIS-related people driving down streets and running into running over people like in New York and in London. And now, of course, most recently, the tragedy in Florida, which really blows me away. And uh, in fact, we have a new um, video that's focused a little bit more on Florida, and it's another one of the remixes, uh, one of the more up-tempo ones. And uh, uh, so anyway, I just, I reached out to all my regular folks that work with me in the studio, and I said, will you help me? And everybody said, we're in. Awesome. Can, and, you, can uh, you give us an example of, the, you know, who's on the project? I, Cynthia Manley okay, is. Well, the center, <laughs> yeah. But the centerpiece of the project is Pam Vincent, Jim Gilstrap, and Joyce Vincent, who are amazing singers, studio singers that most people don't know. Um, let's put it this way. You heard of 20 Feet from Stardom. Well, they're 19 feet from, feet from Stardom. Oh, wonderful. They, I don't know why. they. Yeah, they're Detroit. Well, not Jim, but Pam and Joyce are Detroit-based. They sang on a million Motown records, Ooh. and uh, many of them with Sherry. Oh, nice. Uh, in fact, yeah, Pam, I nicknamed them Pam, Joyce, and Sherry are my gold team because they sang on Frida Payne's Band of Gold. Oh, nice. Sherry Payne is Frida's sister uh, we're talking about. Right, right. And uh, they did a lot of things together in Detroit. But um, Pam and Joyce, were part of Tony Orlando and Dawn, along with Telma Hopkins. So you saw Joyce and Telma on the screen, like on the TV show and on the rep, but on the records, Pam did all the arrangements and sang with them. And she's just an amazing arranger. So besides being a great vocalist, she comes in and does these arrangements for me. And we've gotten to the point where she knows exactly what I want, and I don't even have to tell her. I just made give her an idea, like I did for this song. And uh, she comes in, and maybe she'll do a couple of things, and maybe I'll say, well, let's just do that one. But she's always got great stuff. And in this case, we were going for a group vocal, with singing the, the melody, and then lead vocalist Jim was answering and doing ad-libs on top of that. And that was a style I was trying to recreate that was done by a wonderful uh, group in the 70s called Faith, Hope, and Charity. Yeah, I was going to say it's very spiritual sounding, the arrangement. Right. And then, after they did their part, then uh, Jessica Williams came in, Cynthia Manley, Sherry, uh, and uh, Garrett Miller, who was a newfound friend who... uh, he came in, and you see him in the rap in the middle of the song, or you hear him. And uh, Sherry and Cynthia actually did the ad-libs that you hear at the beginning of that breakdown. They're answering each other. Cool. And that really was dynamite. So right now I'm very excited. We're doing a lot of PR on it, and uh, it's getting out there. you know. And ever since you had me on, we've just been doing more and more PR, and you know, uh, uh, web promotion, and uh, we're very excited. And I'm very excited. I'm very proud to be doing this. Well, we're excited for you, and we love supporting talent. And um, you guys 
Um, I'm really turning it out. Um, have you worked with Cynthia Manley on other projects besides this one? Uh, no, I actually haven't. We've been talking about it, uh, but we haven't uh, had time to, you know, the timing hasn't been right. And therefore, she's come in. Uh, she was on another project of mine where she came in and, and sang with the choir. Um, I had a very popular track of couple of years called called brand new day and she's on that and uh that was a choir oh yeah it was was dynamite and then she came in and did some ad libs and uh, added to the track and it was really uh, a wonderful piece and she was on that and then we keep saying we're going to do something we're going to do something but um yeah. it hasn't happened yet well, unfortunately, we couldn't connect with her tonight. We'll try to get it back next week uh, uh, and yeah. go from there. But uh, were you a, or are you still a fan of Boys Town Gang back in the 80s? Yeah, actually, we met when she was going around doing gigs, promoting the song. And we met, uh, I was working at Larrabee Sound in West Hollywood. And across the street was a club called the Blue Parrot. It's now the Revolver. And the Blue Parrot would have uh, people come in and sing, and they put a piece of wood on top of the, you're going to crack up, on top of the uh, pool table. Oh, and I'm not going to crack there. up, Rick. I, I've performed many a times on a piece of wood on a pool table. Same. <laughs> it's just all this the trick in the book like, for the like state of reality for us yeah you know um it used to, yeah. you know i'm not against going on a couple of uh, milk crates with a piece of wood i was on gonna it. say i had to work my way up <laughs> well, to that listen, pool table god damn it yes. we had uh <laughs> stephanie mills come in she was at the studio and then she popped across the street and sang a couple of songs on top of the pool table, and so did Natalie Cole. You know, they make those pool tables really strong. You just want to... You just, <laughs> That's what they do. They do it for performers. Yeah, dual purposes. Uh, you just don't want to step backwards too far and fall off like I did once at no. Marlena's. No. <laughs> but Cynthia and I just clicked that night, and we've been friends ever since. We're doing, you know, sharing gigs with, you know, maybe I brought in an artist and she came... So it's been a lot of uh, fun over the years, you know, working with her in the live situations. You know, yeah. we just love love each other. So, and she's so talented. You know, she really is. She has a and, great voice. Uh, I'm sorry she's not with us tonight. That's why I was sitting there. We were waiting all this time. <laughs> I know, such yes. a pity. <laughs> but at least we got to talk with you again. Uh, oh, I'm glad to. Glad to be on. Well, let's just reiterate about Lala Peace Song and tell us where we can get in and all that kind of thing. Okay. Well, of course, you can. if you go to any of the videos, they have all the proper links. We have it on Amazon, and we finally have it on iTunes. For whatever reason, I kept searching in Google, and iTunes wasn't come up, coming up. And then my distributor said, oh, it's on there. And he sent me the link, and it was... He found it in the software, you know, when you go into iTunes to download something. But for whatever reason, I couldn't find it in Google. Today, miraculously, it comes up as like the second or third uh, hit. So you can do, uh, do iTunes, you can do Amazon, and you can do CD Baby itself. Amazon and CD Baby have collector's limited edition discs as well as the downloads. Ooh, ooh. So... Uh, yeah, so 
uh, I'd love it if people went and either got the CD or downloaded. Or if they're not inclined to get the music, there's a link to uh, the the uh, charity that we're giving it to, which is Debbie Jacobs in Baltimore, one of the states that was hit uh, by police violence. They're the that's the one the place where the police had a guy in the back of their van and shook him around to the point that he broke his neck. And that is, that was very, uh, that freaked me out for Baltimore. So uh, I reached out to Debbie Jacobs, who's a classic artist like Cynthia from the 80s. She had some great singles. Uh, Undercover Lover was one of my favorites. And uh, anyway, she went back to her hometown of Baltimore and started this uh, nonprofit, and it's called Light Health and Wellness. And you can you can go to my videos and see a direct link to her to donate there. And uh, she's just the most wonderful person, and she runs a wonderful nonprofit that helps families and deals with their vic- victims. And as she said, helping victims in her position could be a family who's lost someone to violence and can't pay for the funeral. So they try to step in and help them. So there's so many things that can be done. But uh, right now, I just keep thinking about Florida, and it just makes me, you know, horrible between what's going on in D.C. and in the legislature. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. terrible. So I'm hoping that we can make our statement with this track and get some attention on the victims always yes every opportunity every chance we get we should make whatever it inspires right yeah that's right that's right it's gonna get to somebody just so you know i have to tell you that i'm in the studio friday starting sherry's new album and uh, i'm very excited about that congratulations Um, yeah so sherry Payne, vintage sherry volume two celebrate the life and that's the title track which is uh it's it's a kind of a gay themed you know gay pride related thing but it's it's about celebrating your life and you know not paying attention to anybody trying to pull you down every day's title track yes exactly and uh we're we're cutting a ballad on friday which i'm very excited about because it's from follies and it's called uh, Losing My Mind. And, of course, Liza Minnelli did a great dance version with Pet Shop Boys, but we're doing a smooth jazz version, and I think everybody will like it. So, But we're doing a lot of dance material, too, for the album. So I'm excited, and I'll look forward to being able to share it with you. Thank and, you. Uh, but in the meantime, everybody go look at the videos for La La Peace Song on YouTube, and then go in the links and... Go buy it. You know what's going to happen is it's gonna, I'm going to wake up with it in my head, and I'm going to have to look at all of the links, and I'm going to have to go to all of the endpoints and support it as much as I can. Send money. That's what they want. Right. Send money. And share it with everybody, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, share it with everybody. That's what we're doing, you know? we got to so, raise some money for the cause, folks. So go out and yeah, download right. those, those fabulous tracks today, uh, and, you know, let's get this party going full throttle full throttle for peace not violence <laughs> full throttle <laughs> tr- thrusts for oh my peace goodness. it's getting serious yeah yeah 
Thank you, Rick. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm glad to be able to share that again, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to grab Cynthia for another evening. Well, we'll try. She's a lot of fun to talk to, yeah. How f- does she live next door to you? Maybe you can go knock on her door or something. I wish. <laughs> she's, you know, now she moved, and, you know, you go out to the pyramids and make a right turn, and that's where she is. <laughs> All right. Well, and she's right up the there. pyramids. You picked Hollywood. up the phone and she didn't. So, in in my book, you've got a little star, and maybe she doesn't you, quite yet. Yes, Rick gets a gold star from House of Pride Radio tonight, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rick. Well, well, I'm glad I could mm-hmm. be there for you, and Thank I you. love the show. And Kim was great, and uh, too blind to see it. One of my favorites from back in the day, and she still sounds fabulous. Yeah. So she's another veteran that's out there doing it, and should be. You Absolutely. Know, I'm excited, excited for her. Yes, we are too. I'm going to have to send her a message and say, Go, Kim. You know, I love your music. Still. We all should. <laughs> she would yes. love that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to yeah. wrap up House Pride Radio tonight. Once again, thank you so much, Rick. You're fabulous. So we'll talk to you again real soon. So glad to be with you both. Thank you, Rick. Pleasure. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a great evening, you guys. Bye. You too. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, we had a great show, didn't we? Hollywood? I had a lot of fun. Thank you again so much for inviting me. I love stopping by every chance that I can. Oh, come on back. Um, and thank you to, of course, Kim Sims in Atlanta, Georgia, and Anne Gunn in Paris, France. Oh, my goodness. We're international I can't today, take it know? anymore. Uh, before we go, we have to go to New York City, though. We, we're going to go to all four corners. Oh, we have somebody calling in. Hold on. Oh, wonderful. Who could that be? I don't know. The suspense is just... Hello, you're on House of Pride Radio. Random caller. Who are you? Hello? Hello? Yes. You're live on the air. Who is this? On House of Pride Radio. Hi. Hi. Who is this? Hi. This is Eli. Hi. Oh my gosh, Eli. Where have you been? How are you? We've been waiting for you. Where have you been? It's good to talk to you. And <laughs> is that Hollywood, Texas I'm hearing in the background? Well, it just might be, sweetheart. Oh my gosh, I have not seen you in I don't know how long. I've missed you. Oh, I miss you too, sweetheart. Surprise. Surprise. You know, uh, am I on the show right now? Right now, people? there's so many people listening. Yes, to for the third voice. time. You're alive. Okay, well, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who has begun their careers and stood and balanced themselves on top of a pool table. Oh, yes. Let's hear it for everybody shaking it on a pool table right now across the world. It's so funny. You know, it wasn't good enough to have like legendary divas like Kim Sims and Angon and Cynthia Manley on the show. But when you mentioned drag queens on pool tables, that inspired somebody to call us live. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's what it's all about. uh, Another show in the Castro just sort of sprouting just from that idea. I think so. That's what I'm talking about. Eli, what is your experience of performing? on pool tables okay so it's not drag it's just getting up there after several Gangbang. cocktails times two whether you're then, supposed to be or not and then yeah and then you know um just sort of jumping up and dancing and i when i lived in los angeles we used to do that all the time at the mother load i don't know if you're familiar with i've it. heard of the mother load feels like a woo moment 
Yeah, it, that was like the peak moment. If you were up on the pool table, She's you were, the, on you the were pool a table star for the night or one of the stars. Did you were, were you did you mess up the felt? Um what did you put? I don't know. Probably. I think I was probably too drunk. She's to in a blackout. Yeah. No, nobody cares about the felt when they're on top of the pool table. <laughs> That's not it's thousand dollars worth of damage right? there. In your stilettos, girl. I know what I, I, I know how this went down. I can visualize this. Put wood down. <laughs> so we've all been there, right? Oh in yes. One all different versions. Wow. So um, we've got one yeah. pull story table. If anybody else wants to call in, it's the number is four one five 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 zero. We're taking pool table stories zero, right zero, now five, for queens five. or other people. If you're not a queen, if you just happen to love. Getting or, on pool tables. Pool table experiences. Even just a pool side story, you know. <laughs> side of pool, under the pool table. The under last, the actually, table. the last go-go dance, I'll tell you mine. Okay. How about that? We're sharing. I love to share. I'll share with you. Mm-hmm. You love to share. I love to share. <laughs> um, I was go-go dancing on a pool table at the Eagle, like two weeks ago, I think. Ah, how did that so, go over? It was wonderful. I loved it. It felt very safe up there. I didn't mess up the felt. Uh-huh. <laughs> However, I did get covered in blood. So oh. your, your blood oh. or fake mm, blood? Well, gosh, this sounds more like the monster show. Yikes! That's how I get down on pool tables. <laughs> did some? You did you, did you make any tips? Did you get some green? Yes, some green covered in red. Thankfully, it was all just stuck to my body and didn't have to. Uh, tuck it away uh, in a pocket or anything. Amazing. And I'm sure, as always, you, you were just hitting every note and just on 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 target. Oh, she was lip-syncing, girl. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I mean. I, I remember being at Q-Bar and watching Hollywood, Texas get down. To, Me too. Um, lip-syncing, hip-syncing. Some, like, funky-ass, like, groovy music. You're, it was that one song from Burlesque. That Christina Aguilera oh. thing. Oh, you! But I think you did it with somebody else's vocal. Oh, wow! Oh. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, it on wasn't Christina. You, you, you lip sync real good. You can tell. Like, <laughs> Thank you. you. Practice. You know. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. amazing. I That's why I miss, day, I'm missing some Hollywood, Texas, and Tweeka. Yeah. You and I need to get together sometime soon. Well, come on over to the House of Pride next Wednesday. What are you doing? Yeah, well, this, the only reason I didn't come over this time was because I went to go see that movie Black Panther. Wait, 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 wait. What is it called? It's called Black, Black Panther. Panther. It's called Black Panther. I did like the way Black Eli Panther. the emphasis. Black Panther. Yeah, he like put like a stopgap between the Black and Panther. I would just love like, to Black. see this movie called Black Panther. Panther. <laughs> Me too. I've never even heard of it. Is it all the rage? <laughs> Evidently, it's making... I, yes. For somebody <laughs> named Hollywood, I have no idea what's going on in the movies. Well, this is crazy because Rotten Tomatoes has ranked it as... The best movie of all can you, time. Uh, Eli, can you explain how Rotten Tomatoes works? Because you have an icon of Rotten Tomatoes so, and then you have a box of popcorn. Which one's the bad side? Um, gosh, you know the what? Side, I've, you I've never investigated Rotten Tomatoes that far. I've just always <laughs> seen the ranking. They'll give it like three stars or a 75%. Uh, wait, I thought you they do it by percentages, like 89% Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. What does that mean? And, well, the night, the higher the number, the percentage. The so you want the more percentage. Rotten Tomatoes? Is the, is you want the more? Yeah. The, uh, the better. It's kinky. The, I like it. I like it. The, they, they, they say, "Give me more <laughs> Rotten so Tomatoes." Eighty-nine percent Rotten Tomatoes is good. It's I, not bad. Hey, I thought Rotten Tomatoes were like garbage. You know, well, you know, that's what they, they're maybe trying to say. Even, they're trying to spread awareness and say that maybe Rotten Tomatoes aren't 
gross for everybody. They're useful for some people. I guess you can eat them. It's like fried green I tomatoes. Know, you know, really there you point. can if you tampa you know if you <laughs> manipulate them they're tasty well it got a 97 percent. wow okay oh. which is really really high no other and, movie you know, that went, that's like an a plus with that expectation and the next thing you know i'm sitting there and you know i'm kind of getting a little bit bored i don't want to just like spoil it for anybody but yeah i just oh kinda, you didn't like it i mean i just wasn't feeling it tweaka not wow. like the way everybody you fall else asleep? was ranting and raving about ladies it. and gentlemen on the radio live right now we have the first ever <laughs> non-approval of the movie Black Panther. Well, let me just say this. Like, Eli, last night I went to the movies, too, at the Century, you know, the ones with those huge declining, reclining seats. Uh That's amazing. Uh I can't believe they do that. I'm so used to those boxed-in seats from the old days. But there I was sitting watching Annihilate... Oh, Lord. (laughs) Alienation? No. Annihilation. Annihilation. Yes. Going in there thinking it was going to be a great movie. That movie sucked. Oh my it fucking god! Is. I haven't heard of that. Oh. I fell asleep in that movie. Mm. No way! <laughs> then it was, I was asleep and it got some. Food. It got such a high critique and like highbrow. I knew somebody that would <laughs> tell you that that was the best movie if it put you to I, sleep. Yeah, it, it, it was just <laughs> depends oh my, on what you go to the movies for. Some people I go just, to the movies uh, to go to sleep. Well, all right, but this you know we all have our individual opinions, and for me that was just like so disappointing. Okay, I so. won't see that. I won't see Black Panther. <laughs> what else should I Black, not see? I want to see Black Panther, though. No, it's terrible. Well, Eli I mean, hates look, it. Sun, it's the Sun worst movie. The he Oscar. brought actual Rotten Tomatoes to the he theater. He threw Rotten Tomatoes at And he tried throwing them at unbeknownst the Unbeknownst client uh, I want. Viewers. I want both of you to call right now. Call it right now. What is going to win Best Picture? Black Panther. Annihilation is going to win. <laughs> Black Panther is going to annihilate. <laughs> I love that. Yes. It's well, you know, annihilate. I mean, you, Polly, you already have tickets for the Donna Summer uh, Summer Broadway play. Well, I went to see her in San, or see the musical in San Diego, and um, now I'm trying to plan a, a spring trip, targeting May 17th. A spring love trip. Is that that's, is that that's what it's going to be the called? Anniversary of her her passing away, yeah. and so uh, I'd like to be in New York for that to see it again. All right, fine, I'll go. I'll go too. Please. <laughs> All right, stop begging awesome. me. <laughs> you know, we'll do it just like Priscilla. Remember? Okay. The, <laughs> yes, Priscilla. we'll actually drive there. Well, uh, in a convertible, <laughs> we can rent a car from. Don't Hertz. give away the ending. <laughs> All right, my God, who's going to be the first one musical. to be kicked out of that car? <laughs> It is an amazing musical. I think anybody who every, anybody who can identify with the disco era needs to see this play, this musical. Not Black it's, Panther. Not no. If you love disco, beyond, stay like, far from away from Panther. Black Panther. You know, let's go back to the Pink Panther. He was more gay. Yeah. Yes. On that mm-hmm. note, we got to wrap up House of Pride. Eli couldn't be with us in person, but he's joined us via the telephone. Thank you so much. Good old fashioned. Love and miss you, boys. Bye. Pleasure, Eli. All right. Come by the stud. I will. (laughs) Yes. Everyone come to the stud because Hollywood, Texas is one of the premier bartenders there at the world famous stud, San Francisco. Yes. And as I famously say, I'll be at 440 tonight. Please come say hi and so that I may not buy you a drink. (laughs) And if you want to buy Eli a drink, he only drinks champagne. All right. Get off the phone, girl. We got to end this show. (laughs) Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, we got to hear from New York, Hollywood, Texas. We got Poon Drake sending us a podcast uh, just a minute long where she takes a song and does a poem about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think she's chosen Tom Jones this week. Let's I have a listen. Tom. Good evening and welcome to Groove Lines. I'm Poon. This is House of Pride Radio, and we're going to do it to you in your eardrums in 88 words or less. Tonight I wanted to steal from myself and read a poem I wrote a long time ago when I was in college and completely insane with hormones and wanting to have sex all the time. I look everywhere for this poem, except wherever it is, so I had to rewrite the whole thing from a very vague memory. It's kind of dirty and very desperate, but full of love. And I know of no better musical accompaniment for those three feelings than Tom Jones. But first, the poem. It's called BJ. A squirrel's mouth bulges with nuts, and so does mine. There is always room at the in and out. It's a fallacy, or a phallus, see? Tell Socrates, Descartes, Plato, oh no, because I know the secret of the universe. Is held in, I'm holding. Your ornery couldn't be all for me. Alright folks, we're headed out of here. You've been listening to the House of Pride Show live from San Francisco every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. I'm your host, Tweaker Turner. Today's my fabulous co-host. Hollywood, Texas. That's me. Thank you so much, Tweaker. You're welcome, Hollywood. This is a great song for you to do, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's totally my style. Well, come on back again, all right? Come on back real soon, girl. All right, now you're here. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Join us next Wednesday. Good night.
Judging by your silence, boy, you must be here the same boss. everything yeah. for the first like year or two of your <laughs> life and then you like settle into your identity I just feel like that's very much what's been happening with me and now I have turned sustainable mm. and realized that I'm maybe not making the change that I want to make out in California because mm. it's kind of like beating a dead horse well, in a way but, but, uh, one of the things that, in, that I find interesting is uh, you know kink and and uh, sex workers in San Francisco mm -hmm. are kind of like, you know, waiters in Los Angeles. Everybody's one. Mm -hmm. And so you've differentiated yourself because there's a ton of people that are actually legitimate. Uh, not, not that, I mean, there are there are substantial educators who are doing it for free. But you've made you successfully made this profit, uh, you know, uh, sustainable um a career for you and how did you how did you separate yourself from all the the rest of the stuff that's out there yeah i feel like before i answer you i should know what your name is oh uh will to fly hi, hi. <laughs> it's so yeah. nice to meet you i'm andre yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so I feel like the the big struggle once you've no matter what steps you've taken to um, to get to a place where you are teaching other people about sexual health education, um, I think that the the struggle now, at least for me and so many educators I know who are kind of on the same level as I am, is figuring out a way to create a body of work that makes money when we are not actively working. So like I have reached a point where I. I, kind of Madison was talking earlier about how she say yes to everything mm -hmm. and now she's much more intentional and conscious of like the decisions that she makes in terms of committing to to work gigs and whatnot and um, that is very much what has happened to me in the past year I've slowed down I've taken work much more intentionally um, I I am almost uh, I almost never take work for it quote-unquote exposure making like my big air quote <laughs> right now uh, exposure or trade or um or you know publicity or whatever people try and rope other artists mm -hmm. and uh and sex educators into doing things for free um and uh and now it's really a battle of how to um create a body of work that makes money when i um do not have to run around like a chicken with its head cut mm -hmm. off, you know, for 22 hours out of the day. And Madison and I were chatting outside. Um, she's done such a great job with that in terms of her book. She's created an extra revenue for herself that works when she doesn't have to. Um, and for me, since my primary sources of income are still like actual sex work, uh, teaching live classes and, um, and, uh, like piecemeal journalism, just freelance journalism, um, that all still requires me to be running at 100 miles an hour in order to make that profit. So um, right now I'm looking at 
uh, creating webinars, like the idea of webinars. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at creating um, video series, starting to videotape my workshops and making those marketable um, to folks, particularly around non-monogamy. Um, and so that's kind of the stuff that's bouncing around my head right now in terms of like, how do I keep stretching this out for another two, five, 10, 15 years? Mm -hmm. And if you could do anything, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, this fantasy here, mm -hmm. but yeah, if you, if you could do anything, what would you do? I have to say I'm, I'm really close to living my dream right now, but mm. if I had to pick one thing of like all the things that I do, it would probably be to talk to people about non-monogamy. Mm. Um, I would love to make a full-time job out of, uh, doing non-monogamy visibility and advocacy work out of counseling mm. folks on non-monogamy, um, mm. relationship coaching, that kind of thing. That's kind of, it's been my passion for especially the last year in mm. education. You could spend your entire career talking to non-monogamous folks, folks about how many versions <laughs> of non-monogamy there are. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it's limitless. It's limitless. Yes. We've tried to chart it and it's just off the charts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, or yeah. time management. That's a big one. So you could, yes. The, yeah. the, the infamous Google calendar, which is no longer a novelty, but kind yes. of a requirement to be a, a, a functional human being these mm -hmm. days. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, that was a, that was something that was very, um, that was very much a part of like my repertoire for a long time. You know, I was, I have been in some form of non-monogamous relationships since I was a teenager and I first heard about it and my mom was like, Hey, there's this thing called polyamory. Your you mom try said that? Yes. Go mom. Yes. My mom introduced <laughs> me to polyamory. Holy she shit. Was, she was exploring it herself and, you know, she said that to me and my, my boyfriend were teenagers and <laughs> That was a very interesting right. turning point in our relationship. But, um, you know, so I've always kind of had that to me. It's been very natural. You know, it's like a good for you. You, you are know. like the uh, you're the anomaly. You are such an yes. like that is such yes. like kudos to you. Just like I'm going to call my mom later and be like, Mom, you failed. <laughs> like you're accepting now. But where were you when I was 16 and cheating on my boyfriend? I needed that non-monogamy talk. God yes. It. Yes. Well, she was a special lady. So um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like so, you know, I've I've like taught classes and had like series and all this other stuff. And when mm -hmm. I came out here, I was just like, oh, like, should I, should I teach a class about non-monogamy? I don't know. Because um, it seems like, but like you're saying, it's saturated. So yeah, you have to find, do you feel like you have, you have found something that is, you have your shtick? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like the three things people come to me for anymore are uh, are fisting, wrestling, and non-monogamy, and I'm <laughs> real happy about that. Wait, and how can you put that all together? Let's say fisting, <laughs> wrestling, non-monogamy, fisting. <laughs> you should never have anybody, any, anything but one fist up your ass at any time. No, I mean, no what? Yeah. How, that's not. That, that is not that's even monogamy. That's like yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you should be monogamous with that uh, arm. Uh, I mean, I have really big hands, so I've, I've, I've. Uh, the only reason I haven't fit two hands into someone's ass is only because I have larger hands. But it is not for lack of trying. I will let you know. Well, two would be Polly, right? Two would be Polly. Yeah, yeah there, exactly. you, you just screwed it up there. Right yeah, there. totally. Well, Though, can... are you counting like both hands as individual entities and then me as a third entity? Because then that like no. leaves triad should, status should, and goes into. You should only have one arm <laughs> in your body for the rest of your life. 
Uh, uh, I don't know. I think you can count each finger oh, as, like as something, you it's know. It's an orgy in your ass every hey. time. <laughs> there you go. So what's something that you have coming up that you're looking forward to? Um, well, I will totally plug a thing that I'm doing with Madison next weekend. Um, her and I are speaking at the Center for Sex and Culture, which is also the location of her film school that she mentioned yes. on air. Um, I've been a panelist at her film school for the past three years, and it's been wonderful. Um but uh, we are um, the headliners for an event called TMI. It is a uh, sex worker storytelling event where basically Madison and I get on stage and tell all of the really like um, messy, disgusting, amazing, sexy, splashy, uh, ass backwards things that have happened to us in the sex industry, of which we have limitless stories, as <laughs> does anyone who does this kind of work. Um, and that is happening next Saturday, the 13th, I believe is the date, um, mm -hmm. at 7 p.m. at the Center for Sex and Culture. Um, and then a lot is happening, actually. I am very heavily involved in conferences, and mm. the fall brings conference season. So um, in uh, September, I am going down to Los Angeles to present at Catalyst Con West. Mm. Um, I'm doing speaking on two panels, um, one about Proposition uh, 60, um, which affects sex workers in the state of California and the other about the differences that sex professionals face um, in their off-the-clock lives. Uh, it's a panel of myself and four other individuals who are involved in um, mostly sexual pleasure coaching uh, and therapy and education and talking about how basically to how basically to keep those things separate, to keep your personal life and your work life separate and how mm. they end up overlapping both consensually and non-consensually um, mm. throughout the course of your life. And then finally in October, um, there is a conference that I helped curate. Its first year was last year. It's called Sex Down South. It's in mm. Atlanta. Um, it is the most brilliant sexuality conference I've ever been to, and I've been to a <laughs> lot of sexuality conferences. Mm, I um, know. I'm sad. This yeah. actually this actually makes me sad that I moved out of the South. It's one tiny little thing. I'm in thing, love with Atlanta. <laughs> That's where I'm looking. I'm looking at Atlanta. Like, if I move out of California, Atlanta's first on my list. Um, but it is cool stuff. the only uh <laughs> Southern Sexuality Conference. It is also the only sexuality conference that prioritizes people of color, mm. um, both in uh, their the presenters, um, the staff, performers for the evening entertainment, the vendors, um, the subject matters of the workshops, everything, everything, everything prioritizes people of color, and mm. that is unheard of. Um, and there's also this really lovely um, crossover with spirituality that happens, again, because we're in the deep south and mm -hmm. there's just like a really heavy religious community there oh uh, yeah yeah but it also i was very surprised because i'm kind of like a lifelong agnostic and uh and i always you know you always see people so fervently trying to um separate and keep separate religion and sexuality and this mm -hmm. conference did such an incredible job of bringing in all of these usually female religious leaders from the atlanta community mm. and to teach these amazing sex positive workshops on how you can hold space for religion and spirituality and sex positivity mm. and that was incredible to watch now how was it that you um decided to to um start this convention in atlanta as well opposed to anywhere else i can't take credit for conceptualizing it um the two uh original founders are named uh, tia and marla and um they created a committee of five of us mm. and i was asked about two and a half years ago like over a year before the first conference even um 
even uh, came about if I wanted to, to join the board um, by another member of the mm-hmm. board. And I actually was really hesitant because, um, because I'm white. <laughs> and I saw, like, to be honest, I was like, you guys know I'm white, right? Which <laughs> happens sometimes. Like, I, I, I'm Italian, but where Italian is read in New Jersey, um, people are often assume POC out here. Um, so I was like, are you guys sure you want me on board? And <laughs> they did. And, uh, and so there was a committee of five of us that, um, worked really hard over the course of a year, uh, a year long of weekly Skype meetings, um, in order to get the first conference together. And it was mm. a raging success. And this year I've had a little less of a hand in that, but mostly because I have a heavier, uh, teaching load when I'm on the ground for the committee. So I'm kind of of moving from the nice, the long game, playing the long game, um, to like cramming the short game when I get there. Mm, so. It sounds fun. Yeah. It's really great. Makes me want to teach again. Sexdownsouth.com. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, that your mom like is supportive of you. And so, you know, I'm curious about that. An Italian, you know, an Italian mother mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. New Jersey, Yep. you know? And, um, so, you know, I'm just curious, like, cause you also said about like the, the personal and the professional professional and keeping mm-hmm. that separate. So how do you work with that? And how do you, you know, how, how does it work with your family and with, you know, the population at large and the work you do? Yeah. The answer is that I've just, I decided at a very, very early time, like the first week um, that I turned 18 and decided to go audition at the strip club that I just wasn't going to play that game. Um, I just decided I had no interest in playing that, uh, the separation of personal life and professional life and, um, you know, bending over backwards to constantly cover my online footprints. And uh, how was I going to come out to this person in the family? And how was that going to be different from how I came out to this person in the family? And um, I have a lot of privilege in saying that. Like, I am a white woman. I was raised upper middle class. Um, My family is highly educated. um, And I am an indoor sex worker. Um, I was not coming out as, like, a street worker when I Mm. first came out um, as a sex worker, which all of that makes a huge difference. Um, But all that being said, I still came from a family for whom I am definitely the black sheep. Um, I was always like the artist, the weirdo, the girl that hung out with all the gay kids before I came out myself. Um, and, uh, you know, from the moment that I had my first audition at the club, uh, as soon as I got the spot, I called my mom and I was just like, Hey mom, um, just so you know, I'm gonna try exotic dancing for a while. Um, I'm not being coerced. I'm healthy. I'm happy. And I will keep you posted as much as you want to know. But I just want to let you know before anybody else told you. Mm. And that is just how I've approached everything since then. Um, uh, it's a very interesting time right now because actually um, the sex work is taking a backseat and the non-monogamy is taking mm. priority because um, one of my lovely partners is here sitting very quietly next to me in the studio. <laughs> the other one is puking his guts out because he has a stomach virus at home um, and he marries his other partner on Friday. Yeah. And so very I hope he gets better. <laughs> yes, me too. Believe us. We, we all really want him to get better. He's got to be at that courthouse. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, for me, um, I a mix of my personality and my privilege um, and the kind of work that I do kind of just always meant that I was just very upfront about what I did. And mm-hmm. I've undoubtedly lost things because of that. Um, I tried extremely hard um, to go to graduate school uh, to get my Emmy in human sexuality. I really wanted to teach. Um, and 
I uh, was denied access um, mm. to a university that I had like passed through all the flaming hoops um, when they found out that I was also a sex worker and that the bulk mm. of my work would be doing a lot of research-based um, risk assessment and harm reduction uh stuff around sex workers and um which seems really ass backwards right yeah it's like a sexuality <laughs> program and yeah. i won't name the university because i'm a bigger person mm. but um uh so that definitely happened and that was really devastating and that was um what university was that <laughs> i know i well it's widener in uh in pennsylvania yeah there are only like four or five um colleges in the united states that offer human sexuality master's mm. programs and widener is the only one that offers an me a master's in education in human sexuality and and so they were like my, I graduated college a year early actually so that I could like get undergraduate done and go to graduate school. And it just didn't, just didn't happen. Mm. And I, sometimes I wonder how my life would have been different, but I have zero regrets about it. Um, so that happens uh, on the lesser side of discrimination. Um, I've had more recently, I've had uh, crowdfunding campaigns that I've started um, uh, disabled by the uh, credit card processors um, who answer to the crowdfunding yeah. campaign websites uh, because they find out that I'm an adult worker and they don't want to be associated with that. Um, I had my Airbnb account deactivated after three like flawless years of using Airbnb what? because they found out that I was a sex worker. Huh. Um, I also, I, I don't do full service work and so all the work that I do is like legitimately legal and so it just mm. makes it that much more like frustrating. Um, so those things have happened um but uh, at this point, because it has been so long, it has been 10 years that I've been in this industry, um, I think my family is finally starting to accept that all of this is not a phase mm. and that <laughs> I'm going to be this person until I die. And so uh, they've kind of settled into a, a, I don't know, begrudging complacency about it. Um, my sister's really great. She's very supportive. <laughs> well, I, I think that our, our I think that our listeners would not have a any kind of begrudging complacency for you. We're all very excited to hear what you what you produce and what you bring to the world and uh, we're gonna keep looking for you out there in the in the universe. I think he wants a wrestling session. Hold on. I think he does. Do you want to book something with me? Because you can just call my personal assistant when we get off off the air and we'll set something up. (laughs) I'll pay for it. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I did that once for uh, oh, when yeah? I was married. Yeah, it was uh, it, my, Ooh, my brother bought it for me and I'm a big guy. And, and, and this was before I, I really kind of acknowledged who and what I was. Uh-huh. So my mom raised me and I was her escort. You, you, a guy is a guy and he opens doors and you know, you don't hurt girls. Careful how you use the word escort in, in, yeah, sex, in work sex company. Because yeah. I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was my mom's so, escort. So I go in there and those girls, they don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by the bout. And they mm. fucking floored me in like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm going, hi, my name is Boom. I was on the canvas, man. So Tumbling, right? Yeah. Very... So only if you promise to be um, dainty will I wrestle with you. I mean, if you pay my rate, I will be any way you want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it should be double. Yeah, but it was not very much fun. Yeah, it was not very much fun. And um, I'm glad you lived. I'm yeah. glad that you're here with us today. Yeah. Uh, they had consent for me. I didn't have consent for them. But, Got it. But um, actually, curiosity question, too, real quick. About how many, you know, uh, we all heard the line about I'm putting myself through college and all the other kind of trite lines that we've heard. Mm-hmm. But about, about in, in your experience when you were first coming in, was, was there a good population that were really 
this was what they did and there was no it wasn't anything but you, you mean not, like as uh, like like career the difference between like hobbyists and career workers like like people who like got in the industry and like that is what they do and they're there to stay versus the folks who are the college girls who come in to make that fast money over a summer and then balance is that what you're asking yeah i mean yeah i, I, yeah, I, I mean because we I, what i wanted to do is give you the opportunity to shape mm-hmm. what what those people are you know to the people because half our army is kind of vanilla half is kinky so yeah you know. I mean, so if you like, here's, here's the thing. If you walk into, if you walk into a law office and you sit every single person down who works in that law office and you ask them why they got into their work, the work that they did, what motivated them, how long they've been in the industry, um, do they think they're going to be here for very much longer? How do they feel about the work, et cetera? All of their answers are going to be different, right? Because you're talking to a group of completely different people. The thing that I can't stress enough about the sex industry is that it is more like any other industry than it is dissimilar to any other industry. And every single worker who's in it, no matter what genre you're talking about, whether it's porn, stripping, webcam modeling, whatever, they're all in it for different reasons. Some are better than others, some are healthier than others, um, but they are as diverse a group of people and also as mundane a group of people as you would expect to find almost in any other industry. Um, so I would say, you know, there are just as many folks, you know, trying on a new hat uh, at the strip club that night as there are women who have, who made this their career a long time ago and are very happy with that decision. So, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me. And um, we can find you online on Andre Shakti. Yep, Just Andre Shakti. That up. You better uh, spell that last name. I know. S H A K T I Shakti. Um, as someone, only you guys will see this, but as a porn producer once told me, I did the shocker and then a T because I'm classy. Um, so, yes, you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, um, AndreShaktiXXX.com. If you don't know what XXX means, you probably shouldn't open that at work. And um, I also, as you mentioned in the beginning of the show, I write um, frequently for Cosmopolitan mm. online, um, a magazine called Mel. Um, the website is WeAreMel.com. Really amazing progressive men's magazine. They have a trans man writing their weekly column for men, if that is any indication of how awesome they are. Very nice. Um, and uh, I also do little bits for BuzzFeed and Thrillist and Fusion and sites like that. So, yeah. Very good. Find me. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will. And um, we're going to take a very, very short break. And um, then we will be back with one last time. We actually have our... just uh, two minutes left. So Yes. But we, we want to we wanna have our, our uh, spoken word person back on. Yeah, so, step um, on up. All right, we won't take a break. We'll just uh, have her come back on, so that way we don't lose our recording. Live feed, yes. <laughs> so let's bring her to the stage one more time. Who is this again? Kay Flip. And let's hear her rock the paradox to take us out of our show. All right. This poem is called Power. Dear man, please understand. If I am too heavy for you to carry, I don't need to be less of me. I need a man with bigger hands who knows how to hold me or knows when to fold. You told me I was powerless. 
And I believed in you so much that I believed it. Until one day I woke up and said enough is enough. I am just trying to love and be loved. I am powerful. But power flows in many forms like a soft sweet rose with thorns. Power oscillates, ebbs and flows, shifts and moves and hides in the shadows. It sparks from the heart, it is the light and the dark, the strength and the softness, the waves and the stillness of the sea, the flower and the tree. There is power in being the sun, and there is power in being the moon, and using the sun's light to move the tides. There is power in being powerless, in stepping back and letting others shine, and being a witness to that. And I had thought the times I shut down my heart were a sign that I was being strong. But now I see that there is power in vulnerability and in loving unconditionally. And it takes true bravery to love someone so deeply, so true. To choose not to hurt them when they continue to hurt you. To choose to see the best in them when you've seen them at their worst and to tell them that you love them first. There is power deep inside and power goes deeper even when it hurts. And power sees through closed eyes and cries, oh baby, love me with wet thighs as you rise above me with hands tied behind my head with mouth full and well fed with lips kiss every inch of your body with tongue licks in rhythm and rhyme and power loves you when you fuck me and power loves you for a long time <laughs> That was Katya K. Flip. And um, come back to the mic for a minute because we want to chat with you before we let you go. Yeah. So come on back. Um, so tell us a little bit, you know, I, I think that none of us really knew what to expect, you know, when you, you came in and you, you seemed very sweet and mild-mannered, which, um, <laughs> which was also, I think, apparent in your spoken word style, which is very unique, um, but it really, you know, it, it really brings something to what you're saying. So is... I mean, it sounds to me like it's not really something that it's like we have to say, oh, how did you develop this? <laughs> Your voice has a voice. But yes. <laughs> yes. So, you. you know, it seems like it's a very natural kind of thing. Thank you. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about your process? Or? Yeah. Okay. So, um... I think I told you they call me K-Flip because some people say I sort of always surprise people. And I surprised myself this year. I've actually been going through a, a big um, sort of butterfly-like transformation in my life. And I've been writing poetry my whole life. And it always just sort of was slam poetry and I just started performing it this year and it started last year on my birthday my 32nd birthday my best friend 
um, heard my poetry for the first time and said, oh, you have to put that out there. Um, the world needs to hear what you have to say. And so over the past year, I've just been really trying hard to find my power and my voice. And it's funny because I can be so shy, but I can also somehow get up on stage and be in my power. And I'm still um, in that process. But um, and then I started writing sexy poetry, too. And I felt like what better way to just step outside of my comfort zone. Um, yeah, and I'm also really, <laughs> I write mostly from um, imagination, not from experience, although hopefully <laughs> that won't, <laughs> hopefully this is my year of starting to um, step into my sexual self and power as well. Yeah, manifest yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, if, if, that, yes. if, if, if you're stepping just outside your comfort zone, you must have a very big comfort zone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. I'm really honored to be around such wonderful people. People. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for being on our show. You're and do you, do you have any upcoming performances where people might be able to see you? Um, that's a good question. And n no, not necessarily. I'm just, I do many different things. I'm a teacher, a scientist, a physicist, and a, a puppeteer. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a lot of parades and, and puppeteering, but I haven't yet... Um, quite found out how to get this type of work out into the world. So hopefully this will be a start for me. Oh, thank Sounds you. Sounds great. You have a podcast now. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. thank you for being on our show. And thank you to all the wonderful guests that were on here tonight. 